Dana White, the owner and founder and creator of Ultimate Fighting Championship in the MMA sports mixed martial arts, bought the UFC in 2004 for $2 million. Today it's worth $9 billion. I'm about to tell you what I learned listening to Dana speak just yesterday. Hey everybody, John Millen with Benefit Hackers. I'm here at 10X Growth Con in Las Vegas. Surprise guest showed up with Grant on stage, Dana White from the UHC. If you're not familiar with Dana White, he um, started the whole kind of movement and sport of ultimate fighting, which is, um, they used to call it cage fighting, um, but it's basically two guys, two women in, the, in a cage. It's not boxing, it's more intense. It's mixed martial arts, so it can be boxing, kickboxing, um, jiu-jitsu, um, those types of things and he started that sport at a time when boxing was really really big think about 2004 I'm gonna tell you a story that he shared which is fascinating for me as a business owner but it's such a great lesson even if you don't own a business so I hope you listen on I'm gonna keep this short it's rare that you get a chance to listen to someone being interviewed in a forum like 10x growth con so here it is in the middle of um, Mandalay Bay Convention Center, 12,000 people, maybe a little less than that, all around this stage in the middle with two chairs, Grant in one and Dana White in the other one. And he kind of came in, I, I think Grant um, pulled him in unannounced or it wasn't on the schedule. He wasn't a planned speaker, which was amazing. And, uh, and Dana said he wanted to do it. So he came and I'm going to share some things that he shared that you don't hear a lot. So what's fascinating about these events for me is if you're listening intently as they're talking, it's like they're just chatting, right? It's not a planned presentation where you have a bunch of PowerPoint slides. It's unscripted. And what Grant is really good at is asking hard questions. That's the thing that he teaches in Carter University is asking hard questions. And I, I do that all the time. I always practice, try to practice that, but he does it in real life. Like there's moments where he'll ask a hard question and it's fascinating because it kind of throws the person off thinking, Dude, man, I can't believe you just asked that, but that takes some guts, man. All right, I'll go for it. So I'm going to share a couple things. One, it's so his story, without getting into all the details, he just said he was always curious. This is the first thing that I remember. He was always curious. He was always asking questions. Why this? Why that? Looking at stuff, asking questions. He had a curiosity about him. And if you think about that, that is a trait that means you're trying to learn fast. You're trying to dig deep and get answers. That's how I take that. People that are curious do what? They ask a ton of questions. And not just superficial questions, but you ask a question. How many of you have ever asked a question of somebody? Like, you know, um, what was your big break in, in business or, or in acting or whatever? If you're interviewing someone that's, that's really made it, and you get a first answer that's superficial. Curious is digging in a level another deeper. Okay, but what happened in that moment before you signed the deal? Okay, what were you thinking? That's curiosity. It's digging in to find out the mindset, what they were, how they were viewing things, how they think about stuff. A lot of success in life, right? A lot of it is taking action. That's a huge part, no question, but part of it is also is the mental part. You know, having belief you can do it, having confidence, having guts, taking risks, and that, that sort of thing. So he said that was caught my attention. He was curious. So his whole career, he's been that way. That is, a, that is a really cool trait to have, and I'm finding myself trying to develop that. It's not something that always comes naturally to people. So if, you, if you're not that way, 
do what I've been trying to do is just, um, one thing I do is try to ask hard questions and here's how I do it. Um, people laugh in my office when I do this, um, but it, it's training me to, to, to do that even though sometimes it doesn't mean anything to me. I'll be talking to someone, um, like we're sitting down at the bar before we get seated and we're maybe having a glass of wine and chit chat next to people next to us. And if, if the conversation is, is friendly and it's, it's on track and it makes sense, I'll ask them, how much did you make last year? And that's a very odd question. It's got, you know, it's not just like, hey, I'm John, how much did you make? So understand the context of when I ask it. I don't ask it all the time, but in the moment, like, okay, here, this is where I could ask a hard question. And I do that because that's really personal. And I, and, and I laugh, I smile and they smile. And then they either answer me because they're like, dude, I can't believe you just asked that. Or they kind of shy away. And then my moment of truth is, okay, roughly. I'm just curious. You must make a lot of money as a, as a plastic surgeon. Whatever it is, I'm being curious. I'm not being judgmental. I'm not being nosy. So I'm like, just around half a million dollars a year? And then what, that's what Grant does. He throws a number and makes them correct it. And every time they do, so sidebar there, sorry about that. Be curious. Don't do it if you're not um, sincere and your intent isn't right. That's the key, you know. Dana White did it. He was always asking questions about different things. The other thing he said is, um, he said, you got to think about stuff and you know, money is a mo was, was, was never his motivator. And that's hard to hear sometimes. He's like, money was never his motivator. Um, he said, it can't be the thing that drives me. I wrote this down in my journal, uh, meaning he wasn't doing it for the money. He was doing it because he loved it. Now, that means he, he knew there was money involved, so don't, he's not trying to mislead people and say, just do it and the money will follow. Sometimes that may be true, but that's not his story. He was driven by his love of it and, how, and what he was doing and building. He knew the money was coming, but that wasn't the number one thing every day when he woke up. That's a huge lesson for everybody. So here's the story, and I'm gonna try to get this as close to, to accurate as possible. I apologize if my facts are a little off. Um, this is not an autobiography of Dana White, so I'm just, what stood out to me when I wrote it in my journal. He bought the U UFC um, in 2004, and it cost him $2 million. And so, um, 2004, what's that, 16 years ago, right? It's 2020, 16 years ago. Just imagine what you were, what you were doing 16 years ago. And uh, he started in the story, and Grant stopped him. He's like, how'd you get, how'd you get $2 million? That's being curious. Because it was like, I bought the UFC in two minutes and he rolled forward. It's like, whoa, whoa, whoa. Like he was talking about his struggles up to them. He's like, well, I found a partner. I found a guy that had money. That's what he said. I found a guy, I had a buddy, that had a guy I partnered with had money. He had the money, I had the drive. Boom. Right there is another lesson. He didn't try to do it himself. He's, he worked as a partnership with somebody else. He worked with someone else, splitting it. That is a huge lesson for so many people that think they have to do it themselves. I was that way. I'm still that way sometimes, but I'm trying to break that. Like, who can help me through this process? Because it's a lot easier if you have some people helping you. I'm telling you that. Um, Magic Johnson knows that in his role playing basketball, you have four other people on your team. You better learn to play as a team. So Dana said he partnered with a guy, and after a while, they were building up, and they were $30 million in the hole. Okay, 
They spend, this guy spends two million, they work their asses off. And after a few years, they're doing okay. They're doing okay, not great. And they were $30 million in the hole and they had to decide whether to quit. And so they got an offer. Um, this is coming straight out of my memory now. They got an offer from someone that was gonna pay them between six and $8 million for the business. So imagine it's, it's generating revenue, but you're losing money because you're building. So that's what happens. You know, money is coming in, but money is going out because you're building a foundation. This is very typical for companies. Look at Amazon.com, right? That's what they did for a long time. So six to eight million. Dana called up the guy that, that he partnered with that had the money. And I was like, what do you want to do? And the way I recall it is, you know, Dana, you know, talk, put it out there to the guy. That, and the guy said, let me think about it. Hung up the phone next morning, the guy calls Dana, and this is what he said. He said, fuck it, let's go for it. And so that was the first big hurdle they had to get through to keep pushing through that. Now, he could have easily sold it, and who knows what would have happened at that point. My thought is, if I were the investor, I'm like, I put two million in, and I'm only gonna get six six or eight. Um, I went through all this effort, and, and you know, from two to six to eight, at that point, it's not it's not it's not important. So it's like the difference between a hundred dollars, two hundred dollars, and six hundred dollars, or two hundred dollars, six hundred dollars, eight hundred dollars. Like it's all rel- it's all in the same ballpark. It's like what's it's not worth selling it at this point. So they kept going. Fast forward to 2016. If you're familiar with UHC and the sponsorships and that and how they promoted it, and I don't know what else they do. They sold it for four billion dollars. From two million in 2004, 12 years later to four billion dollars, and part of the deal was that um, Dana had to stay on for a while to help with the brand and everything. But they sold it for four billion dollars. Now, a lot of people thought that they were that that was an overpriced valuation. So Dana was kind of explaining. I don't remember all the details, but it was kind of like people were like, "That's nuts." Who the hell would pay $4 billion for this in 2016? So imagine that's the presidential elections, um, the elections going through, and um, not that that has anything to do with UHC, or UFC, sorry, um, but that's what was happening. People thought it was totally overvalued. Someone overpaid for it. It wasn't worth it. And guess what it's worth today, in 2020? $9 billion. Nine doubled in four years from four billion to nine billion so the the points that i remember that are so important is be curious ask questions ask difficult questions dig but make sure your intention is right don't be afraid to take a shot um and then understand that everything is a journey it looks easy when he's sitting on stage but he was like dude this was not easy but i loved doing it and i had i believed in what i was doing so i hope this is valuable man it was so impactful to hear the story behind the story from me But I think this can help anyone. So let me know what you think. um, And uh, we'll be talking soon. Thanks.